Don't punch me in the dick, please. <laughs> That'd be a back fist like hey, Bruce Liza. Lee. That'd be some nunchuck shit. I'm just from gonna right be there. quiet right now. Just gonna get you with the corner of the Liza. pad. Liza. Oh, oh you kung fu very powerful. Liza. Smack him in the dick. <laughs> That was brutal. <laughs> that hurt us. <laughs> Welcome what? to Motorcycles and Miss. Oh, gosh. Don't look at me. It was the deer. You're going to get it in the dick, Jim. Coming to you oh, from the Recycle Garage yeah. in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey, everyone. I feel like I'm in the classroom with all the bad behaving kids. This is like the breakfast club. What are you looking at me for? You Don't all, look at me. Why are you oh, looking at me? I'm just sitting here. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, yeah. Emma would be Ali Sheedy. Yeah, I, yeah, he I know. Would be, uh, the red hair girl. I'm Molly, Molly, Mo- Molly, Molly Mo- Ringwald. Molly Hatchet. I'm the pretty, Molly, I'm Molly pretty girl. Yeah. Molly Ringwald. Jim, you'd be the wrestler guy, the Emilio Estevez. No, I would just be myself in high school, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who you are, Anthony Michael Hall. No, that's big. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, everyone. This is Liza. Uh, joining me in the studio today. Thank you. Uh, running the board, we got Stumpy John. Everybody needs a little stump in their life. Yeah, there it is. Stump that chump. Stump the chump. Or chump the stump. <laughs> <laughs> There's some porn in there somewhere. I think it, that'll be the title of our next video. Follow up to Motosexual, Stump the Chump. <laughs> chump Starring the stump. Stumpy John. <laughs> that could be fun. It could be. On the classy girl couch tonight, being quite unruly, it is Miss Emma. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a pitching Indian food again. No. Well, I shall tell you what I want. What I really I'll tell want. Tell you what I want. What I, I really, shall really, really, want. really, really, really want. I want to. I want to. Hello, darlings. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Joining. Sweetie. Where did your glove go? Oh, yes. Oh, I had to dispose of his He kept asking people if they needed a rectal exam. That was not a good situation. I wonder why she made a fist for mine. No, it backfired spectacular, and I had to throw No pun intended. I had to burn the (laughs) glove. You've got to be careful what you wish for in this life. Oh, my God. Uh, well, no. thank you for the glove donation. The person responsible for the glove. All Joining our prostates are now much healthier because of your. Yeah. Josh, all the way from up northern, northern California. Yeah. Go California. It's considered. No one so. knows where that is. Yeah. It's northern. It's northern. <laughs> northern. <from laughs> it's northern. 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 More, more east than north. But okay, yeah. So it's gout, gout, California. Galt. Oh, not gout. <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> they got good pastries. Good pastries but there. Thank you, Josh. You brought us some donations. Some. Tools. To give away and rubber gloves, which Emma started abusing immediately. You handed her the box. Oh, it's this is my fault. <laughs> yes, absolutely, it's your hey, fault. I brought you them. The, I'll you take full na- responsibility. You are the enabler. Well, the person responsible for bringing you is Tori. Yes, I am an accomplice to a habit. I won't say it's a bad habit or a good habit. That's all I like yeah. to Just say. A habit. Josh brought the tools, and Tori an brought the tool. Yes. Yes. Uh. <laughs> and, <laughs> I really want to make a point of this because we don't do this in video really, anymore. Really but Tori is absolutely nailed like this 1950s 
vibe thing. She's got this great dress on with strawberries all over it, and you've got the Betty Page hair, and just lovely, really. Keep going, Emma. I'll pay you more later. Emma's, okay. been, Emma's been gushing all day. <laughs> yeah, and no, rightly I think so. It's great. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's keep going because we're not done yet. It is, of course, everyone's favorite dad. It's yes. Naked Jim. Who's your daddy? That sounds wrong, too. <laughs> You're everyone's oh, daddy. Good Lord, I've, I've been yours. I Who know is that. your daddy and what does he do? Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm tripping on your shirt, Liza. I like it. Oh, thank you. Crazy. Do you recognize it? No. It's the Vortex in Atlanta. Is that right? Yeah. It's a skull with a skull with crazy eyeballs. Yeah. I'm going old school Atlanta today. Um, of course, that is the voice of everyone's favorite ginger. It's Bagel. If at first you don't succeed, try again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> and then get a hammer. Is that the advice from a Vespa owner? Uh, any vehicle owner, I think. Oh, there's <laughs> all, all, all the vehicles. Bagel, bagel. A Honda owner. He's working on a, a seat. Honda. Yeah, owner, look at there's a, there's progress happening. Yeah. Emma, did you notice Bagel's Garage? It's got a, a tan. Progress oh, is happening. It's a tanned possum hide. Oh, look at that. Yes. They're, they're, they're they're multiplying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there oh, is. They more. are. Mm-hmm. So wait a minute. I, oh, do tell. Bagel, how yes. many motorcycles do you own right now? And here's a spoiler alert. A CT is a motorcycle. Okay, then technically four. Ah! <laughs> yes, I, I picked up a, a CT70 uh Basically, just a rolling frame. Is that and, what we're uh, looking at there, or yeah. no? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Seventy-one. Nice color. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's uh, early seventies gold that they had, and um, I, I picked up a bunch of parts. Just figured, you know, it'd be good to have some extra stuff, and there were a few things I was looking for in there. But, but the parts basically were were pretty much everything that you needed to build a whole bike, minus the frame and mm. and tank. And now I've got. A whole new frame, so I can pretty much make a whole bike out of them. Hey, um, John, how many bikes do you own right now? Personally, myself, I have mm-hmm. three. <gasps> You're being out bikered by Bagel. I am. Oh. Bagel, bagel out does me on many. Bagel things. like a boss. <laughs> bagel plays three three dimensional chess now. Wow. Well, I want to um, see you ride that CT seventy like three thousand miles in two weeks, yes. or something like that. You will, won't you? Be like, oh, I, I, I totally could. He will ride um, it yeah. to the one show. That's, yes, that's my prediction. Ooh. Um, that's he, possible. Yeah, he would consider the that. one the one ten. Once I get the one ten all set up, I could totally do that. I like it. That's more of encouragement. Than you should a, than go over there with him and do Dumb and Dumber style all the way over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over Grant's <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, Riding over Grant's pass in February. <laughs> So oh, that's cool. I, I have a couple uh, quick announcements to make. First of all, uh, don't forget Rev Sisters Film Festival is happening. Uh, it starts October 28th. Go on over to RevSisters.com and get your free tickets. It's free for the first weekend, 10 bucks if you want the extended two-week viewing pass. And you've got, you always find the greatest films for this. I don't know what This you- one, we're quite global. We've got films from France and Spain and uh, South Africa. and Right. Yeah, we've got a bunch of You can films. get the teasers on Instagram. I follow you guys yeah, on Instagram yeah, yeah. and the, the teasers come out exactly. there. It's cool. Uh, but I'm seeing ticket sales I mean, coming I, in. I'm sure the French right. films have a great deal of wine and cheese in them. Because yes. that's, that's, that seems to be a great, <laughs> you know, slice of French life is eating style. cheese and drinking wine. 
wine. I think there's a whole motorcycle made of cheese. Ooh. A cheese wheel. Yeah, I got your, I got your interest the there. Wheel. It is. Um, wow. the, they, of course, they call it fromage, you know. Mm. Would that be a cheese whizzer? It could oh, be. Wow. Oh, wow. I see what you did there. So the other announcement is last week we announced the 500th episode party, and I had tickets up for sale, and then pretty soon after I had to cancel and postpone it. Now here's the deal. Bagel's looking like, wait, what? So here's the deal. What? We are still having a 500th episode party on December 3rd. However, our venue is changing. Ibiza? We have more people interested in coming than we could fit into Moto Talbot Museum. Right. They have a maximum capacity of 49 people. And there's a lot more people coming. Yeah. Not to mention the worth of the motorcycles there and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So we are... We're, I'm looking for a theater, and I've got my, my hands out. The craziest one is is that I'm actually considering renting the Civic Center here. We could we may be able to have uh, electric mini bike flat track racing. Well, the one where uh, the Warriors play? No, the the, oh, the, 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 one, the yeah. Civic Downtown. Yeah, that is for like big concerts and car yeah. shows and like stuff. Neil Young and shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like it would be ridiculously big, which makes it fun. Oh, indoor flat track. We could, right. we could combine it with roller derby. Oh, roller okay. derby flat at the same chariot time. races. Calm down. <laughs> um, Indoor chariot racing. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, I created a new event. There are new tickets available and they are now free. This event is free. Thanks in part to Law Tigers sponsorship. Yeah. Wow. Shout out. Yeah. Awesome. They're great. Exactly. So we uh, are offering tickets for free. You just have to go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com and scroll down. You'll see 500th Extravaganza Party. Register there. Um, looking to rent a theater, but also turning it into a whole weekend, basically. <clears throat> uh, we're looking to do a day ride. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, Jim and Matt from Breaking Away Adventures yeah. will... As far as you want to go. <laughs> yeah. Pick and choose a route and do a day ride. So people coming from out of town will do a day ride around Santa Cruz. And then in the evening, we're going to do a live show, hopefully downtown, which there's so many places to go eat and hang mm-hmm. out before and after. I'm secretly lobbying for the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Because then we could spill out of the out of, co- out of the coconut grove mm-hmm. and spill out onto the boardwalk proper. And people could bring their fr- their kids, their family. Um, there's tons Ex- of hotels down there, except we got to hump all the AV shit. Except if we're recording in the evening, the boardwalk will be closed in the evening. So yeah, but you can. Can you rent the bumper cars? I could rent the bumper and Eddie cars. Mummy and an Eddie Money cover band. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, and then I think on Sunday, I was talking you know, to Emma about this. Well, no, hang on. Let's go back to if we rent the Eddie bumper Money? cars and do an Eddie Money cover band. Yeah, I will provide. The case of Mickey's Wide Mouth 40s. <laughs> we could all be pounding with Mickey's Wide Mouth 40s, listening to Eddie Money. Sh- 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 oh, she yeah. was shaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two tickets to paradise. Calm oh, yeah. And then on Sunday, I'm thinking of just doing an open house at the garage and bringing the wheel right. and the barbecue out and cooking up some hot dogs and Maybe a hoop. just having people hang out at the garage for, you know, a short day. So, Bagel, we are still having plenty of stuff. I hope you're still planning on coming down. 
Oh, yeah. Um, we burlesque just don't know the exact venue yet. They have a little burlesque mixed in. There might be Ooh, burlesque. Yes. There might be a Sprinkled trip to in. the Jameson. We have a lot of things burlesque that at the, every are stop. all burlesque on. Burlesque at every stop. I know. We, there's a lot of things on the on the, on the the menu that can come into play. But the bottom line is um, we would love for you to join us at our 500th recording. And all you need to do is go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com and click on Register Here. And secure your tickets. And I can't stress this enough. Right now, the thing we need more than anything else are accurate. No, don't do that, Jim. Jim. What? Stop it. I mean it. He was starting Um, his burlesque event early. Exactly. He was. Um, Please register because the thing we need more than anything else are accurate numbers of who's actually going to be at this event so we can plan accordingly. So um, there's no cost involved. Just click on it, say we're coming. That way we can figure out approximate numbers well, of who's I, I coming. I think there's going to be about 25 misfits there. It'll yeah, be fun. exactly. It's going to be, be a great misfits, old, new, current, uh, future. John, will Mrs. Stumpy be there? Oh, I'm sure she'll be in <laughs> all of her Stumpy glory. Yeah. So there you go. That's the announcement. Um, so now <clears throat> so much to talk about and we got to squeeze it all in. So, I did a thing yesterday. God, this was yesterday. Seems so long, long ago. Um, our friends over at Gilroy. Uh, see, it's not it's not Gilroy, Gilroy Motorcycle Center. Yes, Gilroy yeah. Motorcycle Center. We I like keep saying them. Power Sports. Yeah, and cool. um, uh, they were doing an event with Royal Enfield. So Royal Enfield has a new bike they unveiled called the Scram Four Eleven. Be honest, not totally sold on the name. No. I don't know why. It's short for Scrambler. So basically they took the Himalayan, which has been hugely successful for Royal Enfield. Not to mention, I mean, Emma, you saw for yourself, during COVID, there were so many companies that weren't supplying bikes. Royal right. Enfield was. Yep, absolutely. Right? They they nailed that game. So the Himalayan has been really successful and popular. You know what I was told <clears throat> is that um, Itchy Boots. Yes. Itchy when she travels or whatever toured on a Royal Enfield, she, they were like, we sold about five or six thousand of those oh, wow, really? just from her videos. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Because she <clears> was on riding a, CR- a Honda. Yeah, she's I on like, a CRF now. I like the Honda better. Yeah. yeah. But cool. Anyway, Good for them. Um, yeah. So they had um, you know, Himalayas. They had the new Scram 411, which is basically a Himalaya, but with a, um, I think, a, a, a fairing and a smaller front wheel. So it's more of like a scrambler. It's kind of got those, a- Those made in India? <clears throat> The yeah, they're made in India. Yeah, okay. Yeah, though they still claim to be British bikes. Well, Emma, are they British bikes? <sighs> you know, I'm 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 reminded of how much um, you like curry. You know, I'm reminded of well, you know, the national dish of Britain is chicken tikka masala. Oh, <laughs> so there's a lot of cultural mm. differences. I'm going to give them that because yeah. the design. The design elements are still basically yeah. there. It's a very different bike. There's still a lot of British it's, people in the company who are right. part of... It's, fi- it's so a five-speed, yeah. it's fuel-injected, it's electric start. It's gone way beyond what it started out as, which was basically a bullet 500. Yeah. But I'll give it to them. I think it's a developed product. They also had the 650s there as, as an interceptor 650 MSC. Is yes. that right? Yes. Uh, and like a cafe racer. They had different versions of them. Oh, yeah. Um, but I wanted to try the new Scram 411. 
and uh, signed up for a test ride, and oh, they took us out for a ride. Uh, Jay, who's come to the garage a bunch of times, he jumped on one of the Himalayas. Yeah, he's a cool guy, big dude. Yeah. And, like tall. Um, we went off riding, and we did, you know, we went through Gilroy. We had to get through the city, but then off into some farmland, and I did some twisties and stuff. And first of all, I was very comfortable on it. The bike has a bit of a, not, it's not a cruiser seat, but it's a dropped front section so you got a nice little seat, you know, back seat or back of your butt pad. That matters. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, some of those flat bench seats are not comfortable. Most of them suck. So if it's good yeah, at all, thumbs up. Anyway, so instantly I was comfortable and it, it uh, you know, got up to speed and we I just had a good ride. Interestingly enough, and Emma, on mine, when we got back, I said, I pulled pulled one of the employees aside and said, there's something wrong with my bike. Like, what, what's wrong? I said, Either the tire pressure, the front tire pressure is too low, or the stem bearings are over-tightened. Because it felt like you couldn't go in a straight line at like 20 miles an hour. It kept kind of juking a little left and juking a little right. You couldn't easily just balance in a straight line. Right, right, right. And I don't know what it was, so they, they just pulled it out of the line. and the Rear wheel out of alignment maybe, too? Uh, I don't know, but it really mm-hmm. felt like... That front end was a little stiff. So taking that aside, because I was kind of fixated on trying to figure I, it out. I, I think Stumpy John just got very excited about that. <laughs> front end a little anyway, stiff, John? So, oh, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Good. Old. So um, uh, it, it was a bike. I think, you know, we've even talked about the Meteor. Yes. That a 350 is a good alternative to like a, a Honda Rebel, right? I think so. I mean, it's... I don't want to trash Honda Rebels because they're such good bikes mm-hmm. and it's a great place to start. But if you get a Honda Rebel 300 and park it next to an Enfield Meteor, you know, the Enfield just seems more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a far more interesting bike. Um, I guess that's what you're buying like at that price point because we were talking about them like mm-hmm. why are they so popular it's like well they're affordable yeah so at that price yeah but point, there's more to it than they just are, the price they're kind of charming there's, is what they are, they, they, are. Yeah. they are quite a charming bike they're very sort of yeah. old fashioned but mm-hmm. they're modern as well they've got this thing called the tripper and it's a little the meteor it's got this big speedo with a big chrome mm-hmm. bezel on it and it's really quite appealing looking and it, of course it's LED and electronic because it's they're going that right but next to it is this little round dial called the tripper and apparently there's an app on your phone when you buy the bike they give you this app and you do the app and then it works with your phone so you program in the destination you want and it's not like a gps but as you're riding along an arrow will appear like turn right it's like gps in 1984 Almost. Like the original. But it's the coolest yeah. thing. You just, you know. Make and, it right. And it's this right arrow appears and you turn right. Does it have a taco a taco icon? Yeah, kind of. Taco, go right. Well, it has fuel injection. It also had, I, I thought this was nice, the um, the gear indicator. Yes. Yeah, just little things like that, right? Um, yeah, it judges you on what you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a gear indicator does. Yeah. Well, you so... Know, we, <clears throat> So we got back from the test ride, and having just ridden CB150s around Pakistan, I'm like, you don't need to have a oh, bike massive that, power. that accelerates really fast. So I was like, yeah, it's a good functioning bike. And we got back, and um, Jay got off his bike. I'm like, Jay, what would you think? And he goes, yeah, it was okay, but yeah, it's, it's underpowered. 
And I was like, damn it, Jay. Now you pissed me off. And here's the thing. And this is kind of something I wanted to bring up. Royal Enfields aren't selling you power and performance. That's not what's on the menu. This is a brand new bike for the five to $6,000 range. They're selling you price and and function or, or uh, really quality. It's a good well, built bike, right? To steal from John and Emma, it's accessible style. Exactly. They're not pitching power. Right. And even the Royal Enfield rep was like, oh, if you want power, give us another five grand. We'll be glad to put it in mm-hmm. there, right? Totally. And what kind of irked me is that people do this. Um, um, bikes are made for a purpose, and then people criticize it for something it's not made for. Royal Enfields are not made for power and performance. That's not what it's for. But then um, I went over and I was test riding a uh, 2018 KTM 1090 Adventure. And Jay came over and he's like, so what'd you think? I'm like, yeah, it was was pretty good. I mean, it's pretty similar to what I have already. So, you know, not going to wow me. And he said, yeah, but, um, you know, KTMs, aren't they unreliable and, you know, expensive to maintain? I'm like, Damn it, Jay, you did it again. That's not what they're selling. They're not selling reliability and affordability. That's not what a KTM is selling you. They're selling you performance in spades. That's what I love about them. I don't expect them to be cheap to maintain. But I know I'm going to call you on two of those things. First, you are confusing reliability with cost of maintenance because they're two very very separate things Mm, i don't see ktms as being particularly unreliable but they are high maintenance bikes yeah it's high maintenance yeah i'll I'll second what emma says just on some experience so we've been in the woods a lot lately john was on that trip to mendocino and there's some older ktms and people ride these older ktms i don't know how to phrase it but with the k you have have to sort them out a bit at first but after that, the, the KTMs right. I've been around have been very reliable. You know what I mean? But all European bikes but, are maintenance heavy. But they are maintenance heavy. And that was a brand new yeah. one. Well, they're maintenance heavy. And the I brand s- new ones always have an issue. But yeah. like after like 5,000 miles, they seem to be okay. But, but when I say okay. reliable, I also mean like when my 990, when I got bad gas in where, whatever state I was in, and I had to get a U-Haul and take it to another state to be able to get somebody to work on it because there's a pouch in the tank and the, like it's a complicated oh, for sure thing to protect right. the whole fuel well, your, rail your and everything right it's like a kit right if you get yeah, oil like, change it's like um, a three kit. filters yeah, yeah. I, I get it it's not affordable and, and maintenance and that applies to any european bike and you know before i i feel like i'm jumping to ktm's defense i mean it's it, i don't yeah. have any particular extra love or hatred for ktm's this is just how it is but if you buy a european bike You've always got to consider, and we've talked about this many times on the show, where is your nearest dealer? I think, yeah, that's important. And and just your general support network. Yeah, but basically, I think, uh, so what's it? It's Emma. So price, performance, and I'm calling it quality, or I'm mixing up quality and, and cost to maintain, maintenance. Yeah, because I don't think they're naturally exclusive. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. well, it's like KTM. You have a hydraulic clutch versus um, a cable clutch. Well, let's say, let's call it reliability. Economy, reliability. Econ- I like economy. Yeah. Okay, well, but that's what price is. But basically, right. you don't get all three in one bike, right? If you, you know, if you want performance, you the price is going to go up. 
And if you're getting performance with a low price, then you're not going to have reliability, right? And yeah. So who do you think the market is for that 440? But, Scram 440. That's a cool uh, sounding four, name. 411. 411. Um, I think around town riders. Um, there are a lot, you have to New remember riders. there's a lot of people who are solo riders <clears throat> yeah. who ride for function and their own freedom. They're mm-hmm. not riding with anyone else, so they don't have to match someone else's speed or performance, mm-hmm. right? It's a great bike for that. Um, but, you know, even with like the, the KLR, great bike. You can go around the world. Earlier. Like but, you're going to spend the same money. Yeah. And it's affordable, but uh, just it's underpowered. You can't have it all. You can't have it all. I've never found my KTM to be underpowered because I never expected it to be like my Triumph. You don't expect it. But yeah. that's my point I'm making is um, don't expect that from a... Uh, from a Royal Enfield. Don't well, expect. Well, don't get on a 400cc bike for six grand and say it needs more power. I tell you That's what. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, what don't do for. that. Don't. Do, I'm not chastising Jay. There's a lot of people who do that in general. There are bikes that they'll have two, not three of the features. Before we get too far yeah. ahead, I'm going to go back to what John just said. I honestly believe that Triumph have nailed it mm-hmm. because with a Triumph, you get the exclusivity of a European brand. Nobody accuses Triumphs of being slow bikes. Nope. They're reasonably reliable, with a couple of exceptions. Yeah. And they're easy enough to maintain. I think it might be the perfect All match. Right. So, a little pricey so on the front end. Play well, with they me can, I mean, they can get that. They can get up there, but so, they're not like Ducati money mm-hmm. or KTM money. All right, so... Dealership <laughs> network, too, with Triumphs. You might not find dealerships everywhere for your Triumph. To get right. All right, so right. let's let's talk about let, somebody name a bike that has a, a good quality and high performance, but high price. No, it does not define cheap. high performance. Suzuki GSX S. There you 1000 go. Yeah, or an R, or R1 or a BMW. <laughs> yeah, but that's not crazy expensive. No, either. I'm just saying you're oh, that's, getting. That's not crazy. That's yeah. true. Well, is it over ten grand? Yeah. Okay. It's sixteen, not yes, twenty-five. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But, it oh, is. Yeah, there you go. So you've got good quality reliability. Yes. You've got performance. Yes. You didn't get a cheap price, right? No. So now let's say, what is what is something that is a cheap price and good quality but low performance? K- MT- KLR. M- KLR 650. Right? So, all right. M- MT-07. Royal Enfield, what we're saying. Now, what is something that has a good price and good performance but no reliability or, or quality? Every MV Agusa ever. <laughs> no, no, that's not a good price. <laughs> no, very expensive. No. That's performance so, and no some of the Chinese no. bikes. So Chinese, Chinese bikes. bikes yeah. Exactly. Uh, maybe a California scooter company. Right? You get a good price. Although the buddies are hard. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying there are bikes that aren't reliable, but they right, right, right. say that they're one. So is there anything that gives you all three? Is it's, there something that is what about a the- sub $7,000 bike that has performance you could take on a track? I got it. That got also it. has the quality and reliability. I got the SWM. Now, I, I realize we're getting in the dirt, but it has all three of those. It, it's you not know, sub seven, I don't think. Was it? I think yeah. it's like eight. Well, Still, they, it's, it's they sub were. 10. It's yeah. sub 10. Yeah. I mean, if we're saying I, sub 10. What about it? I'm just throwing stuff out. DRZ. Or how about just more of an all around bike? The Versus. Versus, right? No respect. NC that bike se- doesn't get respect. But. They should have called it the Gladius. But when I brought that up, somebody said, but it doesn't have the performance. Wow. It's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's better than a KLR. That's mm-hmm. why I asked about Royal performance. Because 
But I, it's got good price and really good quality. But I wouldn't take that on the BDR. I would the KLR. But it's got pr- good performance. I think the Versus is, is in that. It, yes, but it doesn't get the respect it. because yeah. it's not great. It's also not pretty. At any of those, yeah. which we've covered Something before. About so here's the thing I'm going to pitch. I think sooner than, than later, we are going to be getting all three. We're going to be getting price, like sub $7,000 bikes that perform and that are reliable. And I believe that this is coming in the Chinese invasion. Have you seen an example? There are examples coming. What was that 700 so that, a, that we were seeing at AIM? It was in I the front know. booth. It was, it was one of the Chinese brands. Yeah, they all, well, yeah. That was Benelli. SMS was it Benelli? Benelli? It was Benelli. Yeah, no, Benelli I think it was SMS. But, but, yeah, Benelli SMS. They have reasonable yeah. price stuff. So this right here, there's a company called Vogue. Or is, Vogue. That a, is that a trike? No, this is uh, Vogue oh. take aim at the Honda CRF 300 rally with a bargain single. It's a Chinese company. Now, this is not in the U.S. yet. This is in Europe. But basically, they're making uh, a competitor to the CRF 300 rally Four grand? for about 2,000 oh. pounds less oh. than that? the Honda. What's, oh. Well, so That's there British, they say the Honda is sixty-five pounds, darling. GDP. Yeah, yeah. the The Honda like is sixty-five, quid. and this is going to be on the European market for forty-two twenty-nine. So from sixty-five to forty-two. Yeah, it's a lot. So a third cheaper, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Well, cool. But you lose money on the resale. Oh no! I take like, it back. You no, have no, no resale on that. Not forty-two. Forty-two. No, around thirty-six eighty-two. Yeah. Yeah, thirty six eighty two. Well can you get I guess a big if, if you can get parts Huge. if you get parts, great. If you can't well, get parts, well, parts and fun. mechanics. Yeah. So that's just one and then I found another one. These are bikes that they're unveiling at like um the MCN show. Uh there's another company called Nico or Neko. Do you know that one? Yeah. They make printer cartridges. Uh, <laughs> With wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the the Neko NCN01 is an don't impressive they, entry into the full-size market. Don't they're, they make like wafers? And yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Coat hangers. So they're unveiling, again, not here yet. Um, so this one, oh, this is like a 125. It's competing exactly with the Yamaha MT125, which is pretty popular, especially in Europe where you have learner um Right. You know, Why don't you learn just, a bike? Just get so whereas Honda. the uh it's eighteen hundred pounds less than the MTO one. So here's my thing though. We've been here before, we'll be here again. Now Emma doesn't remember the British invasion because it it came from Britain. But we had the British invasion and there was a time where all the American companies here were dealing with these British bikes, which were harder to find. Where where am I going to get parts? You know, but they were smaller, more nimbler. They were. We've talked about like the Jack Pine races where these triumphs were coming in, where people were racing big Harleys, and um, so you had the British invasion. People said the same thing about that, and those. But that wasn't driven by the market. There's a huge difference. The British invasion, both with motorcycles and cars, was driven after the Second World War. And all these GIs mm-hmm. who were stationed in Britain during the war were coming back with these little MG cars and Triumphs and BSAs and these lightweight motorbikes that often they bought very, very cheaply because they were ex-military bikes and brought them home 
And then we were winning races with them. And then the industry was generated. So it was kind of the other way around. It was generated by the owners rather than the market. The owners were pushing, not the market was pushing. It's quite yeah. a difference. But well, we live in very well, different times now. The Japanese was the opposite though, right? Yes. They created their own market. But then right? you also get like John Penton, who was bringing over uh, Austrian bikes to compete against the British bikes, right? Yes. So you're getting the other European bikes coming in. And then we had the Japanese invasion. Then the Japanese came in. People said the same thing. They're not made well, you know, the poor quality, the poor, poor performance, but they were affordable. And look where we are now. The Japanese bikes are, are globally, well, not globally, in many of the Western countries uh, hold the market. But I'm just saying the Chinese are getting better. And Emma, you've admitted you're seeing this happen. No, I am seeing this happen, but knowing what a reactionary bunch bikers are in general and enthusiast motorcyclists are in particular. See, let's go back go back to Britain. Now, I left Britain in 1994. So, I would say... Wait, nine, 1894, you mean? Yeah, 1894. Yes. <laughs> um, if we regard the late 60s as the Japanese invasion mm -hmm. in England, so that period from when the Black Bomber came out, which was 65 to 70, that was when the Japanese bikes were coming, really coming on strong. And I left in 1994. When I left, so that is getting on for 28 years after the, the Japanese invasion, there were still a great number of my friends who would never own right. a Japanese bike. Never. And, you know, the, these aren't uh, uh, people who were driven by any sort of silly racism or something like that. It's just that British bikes are the best bikes. We will ride the domestic yeah. product. Um, an enthusiast will never ride an imported bike. 28 years on, for all I know, are still great. And we're not dealing with one or two mm -hmm. people. There were a lot of people. When I got my first Japanese bikes, I was always British stuff. And I was, you know, a lot of my friends were absolutely horrified. What the hell are you doing on that thing? Was um, it a Kawasaki? Yes. Mark III? Not was quite. You? I had a little one. I had a little 250, but it had three cylinders, though. Um, nice. But the, the it's incremental. It's very, very slow. And when we were at the AIM show this spring mm -hmm. and seeing the reaction to yeah, Chinese bikes. All there was bikes, was Chinese bikes there. Right, but there's still a lot of suspicion in the industry. Well, And, and I, I don't think they've earned... They've, they've earned the trust well, of people yet. We always view it through a filter of they make cheap bikes, right? Yeah. And they do. Right. What, what if what if you bought an adventure bike from them that cost $13,000? That's what I'd kind of like to see. Thirteen? How about $7,000? Well, I don't, well, I'd like uh, to see 6, them. 6000 the TRK502. Yeah, but they're not going to compete with the quality. Like, I look I look uh -huh. at stuff on those bikes, like the adventure mm -hmm. bikes, and I'm like, if you crash this, things are going to break off. The mirror's going to break off the brake or whatever. Right, stuff that, like that. but... That TRK is a great example because, mm -hmm. funnily enough, I had a TRK in for a service on the ramp this week. And ostensibly, it's a great-looking bike. You get this thing, it's big, it's beefy, it's <clears> adventure, <throat> there's crash bars everywhere, there's windshields everywhere, you know, paint works nice and glossy. But then you notice things are kind of a lightweight, mm -hmm. and it's not quite as heavy as you expect it to yeah. be. 
and then you take take it out for a ride and it goes okay but you know things are buzzing that's what i noticed i'm like and i'm sure it's great until you have one or two hard crashes <clears throat> and oh, I think my honda i pick it up and off we go that fold one, up yeah i mean you, yeah. how many times did you crash that rally oh. ride Oh well, the Africa Twins probably taking the hardest hits, right? And you know that's a lot of weight, and I pick it up and it, off it goes. Yeah, it's KLRs that way for me, right? Yeah, but I wonder about those Chinese bikes. They right. look like if you take a couple of hard headers, you're going to be. But we're not talking about the fact that more and more uh, stuff is being produced in in East Asia, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like what the uh, the BMW motors are made in India now for the smaller mm-hmm. bikes. So mm-hmm. you know, we're starting to get the infusion of that that yeah. manufacturing either way. Yeah, well, same thing so, with the small ktms uh, right the, right the rc390 and uh they have another little uh, the 200 duke right. the 300 390 duke they're all made in yeah India. a lot of the small mm-hmm. kawasaki's are made in thailand mm-hmm. indian so, made and the thing i like about the indian bikes which makes it easier for me if i get a big ktm in um and i've got to reset the service indicator i have to go into the software and plug in my laptop and it's pain in the ass if i get one of the indian built ones in there's always a dodge so always turn the ignition on, press the trip four times, this flashes, and you bump, 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 and the light's out. Because it's designed for that market. So from an independent standpoint, I actually like the Indian-built bikes because they give me that Dodge BMW are the same way. So, Jim, your Honda CRF, CR, CRF 450? 450, yeah. Let's say you sliding your foot over, your boot catches it, you put a tear in the seat. Yeah. How much do you think a new seat would cost for that bike? 150 bucks. All right. So Benelli TRK 502, 4617 shipped to you for a new seat. So yes, it is cheaper, but it's also cheap. This is on AliExpress. They yeah. sell Benelli parts on AliExpress. Yeah. So the parts are cheaper. That's a whole other thing to consider. Mm-hmm. If these cheaply made parts yeah. are they're also Easy. made by just, orf- orphans in yeah. China, though. Yeah, well, yeah just who, who need money who, too? Just like everything, I'm just it depends saying, on who's buying the bike. I'm not know? defending the the Chinese bikes yeah. yet. The Royal Enfield seem to have gotten the quality up there, not the performance because they're offering price. So they're not competing, is what I'm saying. Wonder why the Chinese don't try to compete at a high level. You know, why don't you like a Chinese GP bike just for conversation's sake? Well, it took well, a they, while they, for, they, for Japanese they do. to get there. Though. I mean, Emma, they could if they wanted to. How many companies are buying like engines from China? Oh, quite a few. Yeah, they're making components. Yeah, okay. For other people, because I don't know to why the they, specs of other they people. Can make, yeah, like, likely they're clipping they the can, technology. But they can't shit on the sell the in a lot of the Eastern world. They can't sell yeah. a twelve thousand dollar bike. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, you're not going to in Pakistan. Not gonna, that's why I bought a five hundred and twenty dollar bike there. Yeah. That's a lot of money for some people. It may just not be lucrative. Right? It's not lucrative. Yeah. It, it, the market doesn't exist well, in those places. On top of that, so I'm just saying we're, we're keeping an eye on it. We're going to keep watching, but I do think that uh, some of these companies, Benelli's and the Royal Enfields, they're getting better. Royal Enfield doesn't offer all three. The, right now, the Benelli's aren't offering, you know, the the quality that the Royal Enfield is. But I'm saying it's coming. We're going to keep an eye on it. I think when we go to Amexpo, we're really going to, I think, let's dig deeper and see what we're seeing. Are we going again in 23? Yeah, let's go again. Where is it this year? It's Vegas again. again. Now, look, last you know what, time you what, what all three ended up at a, in a fetal <clears throat> position at some point. 
And, no. you, and you all, yes. She wrote us hard and put us away wet. All three blame me so. and so. not all the alcohol you consume. I blame, I blame the dude in the lobby. Yeah, that was his fault, wasn't Get it? Get out of I'll just leave it at that. Chupe. What's his name? Oh, Chewy, not Chewy. Gomi. Gomes. Gomi. Gomi. Oh, the wild man. Dude, he almost fought you. I know. Twice. What? Yeah. He's our friend. No, he was our friend, but you no, know, Gomi was this this <laughs> lovely character who'd been in the motorcycle yeah. industry forever, and he's one of those guys, real mild mannered, and he's a cool guy, and you know he's pounding alcohol, he's and then it's like roots. a light switch, bang, and he wants to <laughs> fight you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So that's it. Um, that's it. When you're trying a bike like a Royal Enfield, or you know, yeah. a, a bike that's. Five six thousand. Don't mm-hmm. criticize it for its lack of power or for its lack of quality. You're getting what you pay for. That's all I'm saying. That said, check out Royal Enfields near you. They're growing. I think they said that they've like doubled in the last two years or something. Their sales. It's really impressive. Yeah. And they, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait <clears throat> with the Royal Enfield because they they just brought out the Scram. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until next year when they bring out the Blur. <laughs> or the <laughs> so I mentioned that I also rode a KTM 1090 adventure mm, cheating I am cheating well here's the deal when I was at Americade this past year yes I test rode a KTM 890 adventure R and you pronounced that the best bike in the world didn't you to me it hits all the boxes it price aside it has all, all the things well how much is that bike <clears throat> uh i think you're looking up at the 15 18 new i'm trying to find one new that's used in the 12 to 13 that's rare air for a twin cylinder bike i i haven't didn't price them out new i've only been looking at used there's not a lot out there right well <laughs> it's not a huge selling bike well, it's a newer it? bike too yeah, yeah right it's only a couple so years. um Here's the thing. Uh, to to buy that, I have to sell something. And the reality is... Kidney? I've been... Well, I've been falling out of love with the Africa Twin. I know. What? And... I would argue you never were in love with the Africa Twin. I... No. You had a brief infatuation, but I don't know there was love there. I am, I am attracted to it. I think it is beautiful. Those colors and the gold rim. Captain America. Oh. No better colors I've ever I've never and seen. And you love the DCT. I, and the DCT. Well, I like the DCT for some mm. for dirt off road. It was great, but the fact that I hit that truck pulling yep. out of the driveway because it lurched on me, and mm. I didn't have a clutch to feather it, and I ended up hitting that truck and I was there falling over and crushing my leg a little bit. Mm. Um. Mm. That was a little frustrating. And I've had that happen to me a couple times where it kind of lurches. Or even just um, yesterday when I was riding it, I did that thing where you reach forward to grab the brake. But my hand, when you're pulling the brake, has now locked the throttle in. So it's still trying to pull while I'm braking. So I have to let go of the brake to let go of the the throttle because I didn't have a clutch to pull in. You know? Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a scenario. It's... It's pretty simple. You're just riding and you reach forward to grab the brake and squeeze, but you don't always completely release the throttle when you do so, but you have a clutch to pull in. 
I didn't have a clutch. So I'm like, ah, slight predicament. Use more brake. Let go of the front brake, rear brake. You know, like I handled it. But I realized there are some of the shortcomings to the DCT that balance out the strengths. That said, I'm not quite ready to give up on the Africa Twin. I think I need some couples counseling. You need counseling. (laughs) Nobody likes a quitter. I do. And so so I wanted to ask Emma. Welcome to Emma's counseling. If you can help me out. And if, Jim, you would play the role of the Africa Twin. She doesn't listen to me. What is your best Africa Twin voice? What would that bike sound like if it was talking? She doesn't listen to me. (laughs) That's not true. I do listen to you. Um, I just don't have the time to ride you as much as you want to be ridden. She always says I'm wrong. You're not. So I see where I see where we're going with this. I think it's very very important that you both have your points heard. So I'm I'm going to start with with the bike. Thank you. Right. I mean, <laughs> how, how do you feel um, Liza is as, as your operator? I'd like to go back when we first met. Yes. Yeah. And she do, you, threw, do you she, think Liza ever loved you? She still does. She just gets confused. She does with, with all her bikes. Um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, the first time she threw a leg over, I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many jokes here. I, I know. I'm like, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> Keep going. No, I think I think we are heading towards a breakthrough moment. I think so. Well, there was a little jealousy involved with Jim's uh, Africa Twin, but I, I saw it, and it is a good-looking bike, so I understand it. So, no, from the get-go, Liza could not brag enough about the beauty of my DCT transmission. I've seen your DCT, and it's pretty great. Which is really the, the core of her of her continued love for me. The um, do, do, you, do you feel you do you feel perhaps you're a, you're a little bit big for her no no oh. whenever she gets up on her toes it usually is a good thing because you are big yes mm. a little wide yes wide and big um but but she said <laughs> that wait, wasn't a problem wait, wait we call that porky in the industry, <laughs> darling she said my my chub was not a <laughs> Okay, I see. No, I, I can still remember like you got to listen to this DTT you have to try this bike Right, I can go without shifting, and it works so well. And right. she could drag. She bragged about me nonstop. Now, do you think your relationship? Do I get a turn? <laughs> no, just I'm just setting the scene. Now, do you think, just like as of right now, your relationship is is the same or has deteriorated from your oh, point of view? I think it's only gotten better well, over time. There we go. We're going to yeah, leave it I, at that. Well, here's. Oh. I'll, I'll just yes. interrupt. I know there's rules. Um, I blame the India trip. There you go. Thank that you. India, hussy. <laughs> India? India ruined you. Um, so what India trip? Liza. Don't 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 intimidate me. Who went to India? Where's the where's the moderator? Liza. I'm sorry, the Pakistan trip. Okay, there we so, go. Uh, sorry, uh, Li- Liza, you've yes. heard, just pissed off yes, all yes. Pakistan. I know I pissed off everybody. You've heard, sorry. You've yeah. heard from your bike. I mean, let let's go back to when you two first met. Look, what attracted you to that bike in the first place? Look, first thing I want to say is it's not you, it's me. Okay. Oh, dear. Um, well, no, I take it back. I'm writing. She's gaslighting. I'm getting You're right. gaslit. Size, <laughs> it's hard for me to admit this, but size does matter. And? And this is the first time I've had to admit that something might be too big for me. <gasps> we, uh, Liza, in the industry, we say porky. Okay. Or maybe chubby, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, 
So okay, you simmer down, Bagel. Right. <laughs> so is 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 the Africa Twin still the bike you loved? I love to look at it. Yes. But I found that I'm losing my confidence in it oh. when I'm riding it. And here's the thing: it's top heavy, so it's hard to throw it down into turns. With the same uh, ease as I would on a smaller vehicle. And the, the function that it serves as an adventure bike, I'm not going on a big adventure. So it's now relegated to be my short trip bike. That's not as fun to ride as the other K- the KTMs for short trip bikes. The KTM 990, it gives me feelies right here. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's not a good basis for a long-term relationship, Liza. That is true. And the KTM is a bit uh, harder to maintain. I get it. Here's the thing. The Africa Twin will always be there, and it'll always be ready to go. And I know that it's reliable. Thank you for always being there and ready to go. But I feel like... This sounds like a dear John letter. I feel like I just said she had a, I have a good personality. <laughs> <laughs> Liza wants to be friends. No. But I just Can't feel like... No. It's... It, it, that it doesn't get me there. Like like some of the other bikes do. Are there some accessories you think that would get you there? Oh. Well... Yes. Okay, so here's something I was thinking. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if it'll make a difference. Like, I'm not ready to give up yet. I was wondering if new tires would change the way it feels. Well, let's let's get down to brass tacks because Africa Twin, there's a there's complaint coming up about how you actually <coughs> feel. And I feel rather hurt at the moment. I, th- I think you should. Sure. Raw. Maybe it's those um, ugly shoes. Now, do you think, um, what would you do in terms of tires? Would you go for a more street-oriented tire? Is it my turn? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm thinking more like the stock tires, which are, are they a 50-50 or are they like an uh, 80-20? So if you think back to when we fell in love, yeah. yes, it was on the stock tires. Yeah. Back when life was simple. Before yeah. you started adding gizmos and gadgets and things. Yeah, the stock yeah. tires are probably 70, 30. And yeah. it's amazing how sticky those stock tires can be. You can get you can get me over. It's quite a common problem, Africa Twin. You mm-hmm. know, when you're dating, you're wearing the shiny red four-inch stilettos and... Now you're in a relationship, out come the Birkenstock. And there's some sh- it's yeah. a very common problem. <laughs> the Shinko 804s, the Birkenstock of motorcycle tires. Look, I know that you're supposed to date the bad guy and marry the good guy, right? But, why, but women are always attracted to the bad guy. Why is that? Do, do you think Africa Twin is Tori, the bad guy? can you guy? help me with that? Well, I'm going to say this as... The wife of somebody who had an Italian girlfriend. Dude, you're in trouble already. <laughs> I can still I paying can, for that. Okay. I can tell you this: the lust, the lust comes on hot and heavy, and once you realize that you've had your fun, then you can move on to something a little more adult. So, if Africa Twin is not doing it for you anymore, then you might have to. Why can't Liza be polybikerous? 
She could be polybikerous. Oh, Are they? Oh. So, por qué no los dos? Why not get Africa train? Cuatro. <laughs> oh, I have, I have eight. Cuatro cinco. So nine. Diez. Well, I, well so yeah. here's yeah. here's what I'm going to prescribe yeah. for you, which I think may be a winning solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you should give Africa twin another try, because there's there's fortitude in africa twin and i think it's basically it's a very very good bike not without faults but show me a bike that is faultless does not exist but i think putting new shoes on the africa twin is definitely the way forward but the 890 felt no, so good you've got stars in your it's eyes a it's it a, a it is a it trap light I, and nimble I've and noticed, made me want to do bad things. i noticed liza has a difficult time staying in relationships more than liza <laughs> does have a difficult time and my fear as counselor will be we will having we will be having the same conversation yep. in a year. Chasing but happiness. instead of you sitting there, there's gonna be KTM eight ninety yeah. sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a whole laundry list of other problems. So new shoes for the Africa twin. And yeah. more in tune for what you want the bike to do. And give it a try. I mean, it, I, I, I feel like she's already moved on. No, I feel like she's no, already moved no, on. I, th- I, I think I've already moved on. I, 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 I think I'm ready for a new owner. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm ready for a new owner. Someone that likes to ride dirt bikes, not that stuff that stays on the pavement all day long. I, w- I want to be ridden to my. F- I want to be ridden to my potential. Um, tell me this, Africa Twin. Is there anything else I can do besides new tires that might put some spice back in our relationship? Yes. Yes, new tires. Go back to Corbin and have your your seat <laughs> shaped in a way that makes it more comfortable to ride. Maybe go, you have the low seat already. So I would say go back to, what's his name there? Not uh, Oh, Ricardo. Ricardo. Go back to Ricardo and have him shape it so it's a little more uh, low profile because you like those KTM twins. So, you know, a little shape it a little bit better. Back to some grippy tires um, and ride it more. Just ride it more. Uh, and get the DCT sorted out because you have been having issues lately. I will say you were complaining when I was beating you the other day off the. Off the oh line. no no no! But no, no I, I you know so I I think you have moved on. I think you rode the Africa Twin. You experienced the DCT. I think at heart you appreciate a clutch and you appreciate shifting. Although you're fine not, um, but I think the big thing with the Africa Twin is the 21 inch front wheel. Look. I think that's what it just might be that I'm the type of person who doesn't believe in in long term relationships. There's a reason I don't get married because I like to experience something and then move on. Experience. Well, you can get marriage certificates with an expiration date. You can get 10 year ones now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Where you reassess? Yeah. Is that in Vegas? No, it's in (laughs) California. You get an ounce of weed at the same time. However, (laughs) um, you actually get the uh, expiration date, an ounce of weed, and Mickey's wide mouth for (laughs) it. So when you're done, you can fill it with gasoline and make a a, a Molotov bomb. (laughs) Molotov cocktail. Look, I will admit that the KTM and the Adventure R is the hot chick. In the you know, it's a good looking bike. It's the hot chick in the high heels. I say do it right. Yeah. That is going to be nothing but trouble. Yes, I agree. I get it. I get it. I want you right now, Liza. Right now, I want you to say something nice about your Africa twin. Right now, um, I love your gold rims. Good. Anything else? And your colors. <laughs> yes. 
and um, you feel good when I sit on it. There you go. Okay. Uh, Africa Twin, I want you to say something nice about Liza right now. I like that she rides to food. (laughs) (laughs) I like that she upgraded to the heated seat. I wish you'd got cooling for obvious reasons. And I appreciate that Liza pretty much doesn't maintain her motorcycles and I can be reliable for her in that aspect. (laughs) And there it is. I think this relationship is savable. All it requires is a little bit of effort from both of you. No, I, I need a lumberjack now. No, you're not going to get a lumberjack. You're going to put up with Liza and bloody well like it. <laughs> we'll put on some suspenders, damn it. <laughs> well, thank you, you two, for that. I am going to give it a try, but I will tell you there is something coming. I think that's a victory for common sense. There's something coming that might be the thing that does it for me, and that would be... The 700. The new Transalp. Well, we don't know whether they're officially going to call it that yet. We don't, but there is a picture of a... It's appealing. Well, that's an old one. Yeah, but why is that better than the AT? Uh, Probably it's lighter. 700 is going to be lighter. A lot less power, though. Yeah, so Honda has officially filed the patent for a 750cc adventure bike. Yep. Now the... A parallel twin. Yeah, so the patent actually looks more like the CB500X. And people are speculating, is this going to be a mini Africa Twin? Is this going to be the rebirth of the Transalp? Or is this going to be a CB750X? Does it have two round headlights? No. Oh, that's not a Transalp. Don't those have the two round headlights? No, never did. That was the the original Africa Twin. Ah, Yeah. So Honda's going to be coming out with the middleweight adventure bike. That might be the thing that does it for me. I think the seating position works. Absolutely. So um, now when will it show up here? I don't know. Or if it will. Or if it will. But um, the Tenere 700. I mean, the Tiger 850. There's everyone's having these midsize adventure bikes. Adventure bikes keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now they're going back to the midsize. And to me, these mid-sized bikes, like uh, that, you know, if something from the 700 to 900 range has all the power you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that, the Versus 650 did everything I wanted to do. Yeah. The only thing, Jim, when we had our 650s and then we bumped up to leader bikes, we're yeah. like, oh, we can pass a little bit quicker on the freeway yeah, and zip not, around and yeah. maneuver ourselves in a better position. Yeah. But function-wise... Not that big of a difference. No, we, I used to take that FC6 <clears throat> down to LA with you, and we'd do 110, you know? It did everything, but there's also the Wii factor, yeah, which is fun. But I think on a mid-sized bike, getting something, if, if my bigger problem with the Africa Twin is the weight, and for me, just backing it out of my driveway is a task. Well, and, and picking it up. I mean, if you can lose, mm-hmm. like when you drop those bikes in the woods, you can be on a fire road, even if, you know, more or less level and they're hard to pick up. The times I've fallen and I'm on an unlevel thing, it's a half hour, like picking yeah, up the motorbike. Yes, it's got a lower center of gravity. Yeah, but, if, but if you could lose like 75 pounds, that's like 75 pounds of weight you're not and picking And then you up. don't have the embarrassing, I've fallen and I can't get up. Yes. Yeah. Who yeah. are you going to call? 
So the, the, the Trans Alp is a bike that a lot of people may not be familiar with. Um, well, and been, therein lies the problem, which is why I'm not sure whether Honda are going to go with that name, but mm. I'd like it if they did. It sounds very James Bond. It does. I'm trying to think. I don't even think I have any Trans Alp models in here. <clears throat> so I do have, yeah, I have the Africa Twin up there. <clears throat> I have Africa Twins over here, too. The Trans Alp. Is something that, you know, I actually have ridden one. Uh, are you leaving, John? He was trying to subtly leave, but yeah. thank you for pointing that out. Get me a wide mask, Mickey's, while you're out there. Sure. Cheers, Dan. Um, Mickey's the, big mouth. I've actually ridden a Trans Alp. <laughs> it belonged to an Australian man named Kenny, who I met in Pakistan. Good day, mate. On my 2015 trip. Better get around here. Because they still have line. them. They still have them in other countries. Yes. But... Other than that, that was the first like hmm. trans alp I'd ever really seen in well, person. You know, you know, Henry had one. Yeah, Henry. Had Does one. he still? No, he sold it. Did he? Yes. Yeah. So Emma, I was wondering if you can um, tell us a little bit about this we trans alp because people think of really they think of the GSs as yes. breaking the the you know the, the well, adventure riding thing, but adventure bikes have been around a long time. Well, they have and they haven't. So. Are you suggesting you would like me to do a little history hole? Could you? Well, I mean, you know, the last time I took inventory in there, it's a little bit dusty because it's been a while since I've done <laughs> a history <laughs> hole. But I'll see what I can pop out of there. <laughs> so, um... Whoa! Ping pong ball. So, no, um... <laughs> oh, is that from that trip to Mexico? <laughs> Uh, are or we, Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Are we sitting quietly? <laughs> yes, then sorry. I shall begin. So, no, um, in order to talk a little bit about the Transalp, a lot of the history is shared with the original Africa Twin, or at least at the beginning. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back to 1982. Ooh. And Honda <laughs> wanted to replace the CX500, which was a 500cc V-Twin. Mm-hmm. But, which was very much a product of the 70s. And it had gone through various incarnations by then. Um, it was basically... It, it, but I think by around 81, it had got um single-shot rear end. It had got the Pro-Link rear end. It was really a silver wing. But, I mean, Honda knew it was big, it was heavy. They needed something lightweight. So they came out with this rather nifty little 500cc V-twin engine. It was a lovely little self-contained unit. It was easily capable of being shaft drive or chain drive. Um, It had a really innovative three-valve head, so it had two intake valves and one exhaust. (coughs) And the very, very first incarnation of that engine was sold in Europe as the VT500. Hold on, there's an earthquake. earthquake. (laughs) No, that's just John coming into the room. That was John's bowels. Jesus, John, you're stepping all over my microphone. All right. Sorry, go ahead. No, that did sound like an earthquake. That was was the super bowel with John. Side note, side story real quick. Jim, so you know they've been doing the road construction here? Yeah. The giant machine that scrapes up all the asphalt. They've been parking. They were parking across the street. I woke up one morning at 7 a.m. and my bed was shaking and I thought it was an earthquake. But I realized earthquakes make this heaves, not a steady rhythmic. And I realized it was the giant machinery they started up in front of the house was shaking the entire house yes. in my bed. And my dentist did happen. <laughs> anyway, Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, Emma. Please. No, that's quite all right. So the VT500E of 1982, and that was really the starting point for a whole range of bikes. And that's Genesis 
four. Gosh, the Deauville, um, the Africa Twin, the Transalp, the a bunch of bikes were based around that engine. Anyway, we're going to move on a couple of years. And Honda had in mind that they wanted to cash in on the adventure bike thing. Now, the term adventure bike hadn't even really been invented yet, but they were already running bikes in the Paris Dakar. And so there was a lot of interest in bikes that you could ride on the street and ride in the dirt. And BMW had already capitalized on that with the um, GS models. Do you remember what GS <coughs> stands for, Liza? Grand Sport. Gelände Strasse. Right, Bagel? Jawohl. Yeah, danke schön. <laughs> so anyway, um, they came up with this prototype, which they call the Transalp. And it was 500cc, and it mixed elements of dirt bikes and street bikes. And it was really the first time Honda had done that. They decided quite rightly that 500 really wasn't going to cut it. So it was actually introduced in 87 as a 600cc V-twin. It was actually 583cc. It was a 52-degree V-twin, which meant it was very, very smooth. Still had the three valve per cylinder, and it was it was set up like a Harley. So <clears> rather than the CX, which was across the frame, it was front to back. And the good thing about having a front to back engine, if you want to make it shaft, it's not particularly hard. If you want to make it chain, it's not particularly hard. So it's a very very good engine to mix and match. That engine you can still buy now in the shadow. It's oh. a direct descendant of that engine. So it's obviously the... gotten a little bit bigger. But shadows, you can buy a shaft drive bikes. Shadows, you can buy a chain drive bikes. Is that the, the XL600V? Is yes. what they called it? Okay. So that was the first incarnation. Its proper designation was the XL, which is Honda, always Honda's designation for dirt, 600, which is CCV for V-twin, mm -hmm. and 1987. Now... <clears throat> it didn't even arrive in America until I, 1989. And that's quite crucial because Honda never really saw America as the market for this bike. It was always pitched as a European bike. I mean, the key's in the name, right? Transalp. Mm -hmm. It's for crossing the Alps. I found spy footage, spy shots. Oh, that now, does that, and does that say Transalp on it? <clears throat> it says Transalp. So it looks like now that is a very retro paint scheme on that. Yeah, they look retro. So. I, I found a great picture of the Greek police. Yes. On a, uh, <laughs> so an yeah. So when they sing that song, Roxana. But they look great. So yeah. what we're going right. to do is, it started off innocuously enough as a quirky little bike. It had lots of fairings on it. It had high pipes. It had knobby tires and sort of a 21 inch wheel and 18 it was quite a funny looking bike it was a little bit heavy for strictly dirt use but it was a great little street bike and it started off very quietly and in the end it became one of the <coughs> longest lasting models in honda range mm. and it was produced in one form or another for 26 years which is an amazing length of time so mostly in the 600 or 650 oh it got bigger okay so I'm going to read a timeline of what happened with the Transalp. And it really reads like how to develop a motorcycle. So it starts off 1987. That's the European 
launch of it. And it was unchanged 87 and 88 in Europe. Incidentally, from day one, they offered a 400cc version just for the Japanese home market. A lot of people wonder why the um, uh, 400 scene is so vibrant in Japan. It's because of the licensing. A lot of people can never graduate beyond the 400cc. So the 400cc is incredibly vibrant <coughs> in Japan, which is why a lot of the 500s are sold as 400s over there. So anyway... The GB400 was available in Japan. And do we know what GB stands for? Goal blamey. Goal blamey. Goal blimey. Yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so 1989 was the first year it came to America. And it really had quite a short-lived lifespan here in America. Yeah. If you want a Transalp, you have to choose between an 89, a 90, or a 91 model, but an early 91 model, because mid-year they dropped it. And I think this speaks volumes about the why they're in such short supply here. As bizarre as it sounds, the adventure bike market in America back then was not considered big enough to support this bike. Because what, what were your options then? Like the DRs, the XLs, you know, just your dirt bikes basically, right? Well, big when I think about what was being offered in England, I mean, these were, these were my, the early <coughs> 90s were my waning days in England. But of course, I was in the industry. And there were so many of these things around. There was the Transalp. There was the Kawasaki, um, the KLE 500, which was a great bike, which was a Ninja 500 engine in an adventure bike chassis. There was the TDMs, the TDRs, the Yamahas. Um, yes, what are you looking at, Liza? Available in San Jose for 5300 is a 1989 Transalp. And a very Ooh. handsome bike it is, too. Yeah. First year for America. So It's not Henry's, is it? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> power was up to a little bit when it came to America. When it was introduced in Europe, it was 50 horsepower. It went up to 52 when it came out here. Um, 1991, and they'd already dropped it in America now. Um, yeah. European version got a disc rear. It was drum up till that. 94, really subtle fairing changes. 96, it got a new ignition system <coughs> and a new induction system, which upped the power to 55 horsepower. 97, it got another disc on the front. So it got twin discs now, but the discs were smaller. The big change came in 2000. And what it happened is they consolidated the range. And they shared an engine with the powers. The CC was up to 650. And it shared an engine with the Deauville. No, that's a Dominator. That's com something completely different. Oh, That's yeah. a single cylinder. The bike. NX650. Yeah. NX650 Dominator. Yeah. So the 650 engine that was introduced in 2000 was shared with two bikes that never sold in it, even in America, which was the Revere and the Deauville. Hmm. The hmm. Revere was, it was kind of a naked bike, but. The Deauville I've heard of. I haven't heard uh, of it. The Deauville. What is this Deauville you speak of? Yeah. The Deauville's like a mini Goldwing. Yeah. <clears throat> how, do you, how do you spell it? D A D E A U V I L L E Honda Deauville. Yeah. So the three valve engine was gone. Now it was a four valve engine. And from 2000 onwards, 
The Transalp shared a lot of its DNA with the Dovilles and the Riviers. So as they changed, the Transalp changed. And it soldiered on. 2007, it got bigger still. It became uh, 700. And then in 2013, that was the end. And the interesting thing <coughs> about what was... What do you think was really pitched as a replacement for the Transalp? Um, so it wasn't the NX. That was prior to it. NC700? NC700. Mm. That was mm. considered the replacement for hmm. the Transalp. I don't as think bizarre. of that as an adventure bike. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought so. No. But in Europe, you can get the VFR800X, which is like mm. an adventure bike with a V4 engine, yeah. which is bigger still. But so... 1987 to 2013, that is an amazing run. That is an amazing run for basically a developed bike. And as Jim pointed out, the thing is with the Transalp, it's always been a favorite of the police force. Because if you you want big high-speed pursuit, yes, you need a big high-speed pursuit bike. And... The Honda STs are always there, and certain forces use Goldwing, certain forces use Harley Davidson. Beamer RTs. And RTs mm-hmm. are always good. But for round town, and you want something a little bit more lightweight, it was a perfect platform. Yeah, real versatile. When I met Kenny from Australia in Pakistan in 2015, yes. I was like, you're going around the world on a on a trans out, because to me, they were vintage bikes and i was like oh i didn't i didn't realize they're still making them in the rest of the world well 2013 was the end yeah so So this is 2015 it was still a a modern bike it was it was still a modern bike Mm -hmm. and if you see a 2013 transalp and an 87 transalp it's obviously the same bike just being developed i mean it was just this lovely linear progression so um basically there it is it's it's one of the longest-lasting models in the Honda lineup, and obviously you exclude things like the Passport, but it just was this innocuous start. And that's why I'm a little bit cynical when I think of Honda putting the Transalp name on it, because it's not a name that means a great deal to Americans. To Europeans, they get all excited about it, because it's a very important bike in Europe. (laughs) But in America, what the hell's a Transalp? Most people have never heard of it. Well, and and here's a question. I want to go around the room, and, and including Bagel, and ask everyone what their guess is. Is this bike going to be called a Transalp, a CB750X, or an Africa Twin? Would they call it the Mini Twin? I'm not sure what they call it. Uh, it still is going to be, it looks like it's it, a twin. Ab- it <clears throat> absolutely will not be called the Africa Twin. I can tell you that right now because the okay. Africa Twin is a flagship model. All right. And Honda so, do not. That would be like, um, gosh. I mean, what's uh, Honda Car's absolute flagship, you know, the top of the range with a Honda? Mm, the Accord? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, you're not, you're not going to call a Civic a Mini Accord. No. So here's the thing. Um, I mean, in this spy shot, they're calling it Trans Out, but that doesn't mean it's That might in. just be for Europe, though. Sure. So... Knowing that this was a bike that was in Europe and Australia, and I don't know about, I assume, Asia for decades, um, will, what will they call it here in the States? Does the new one have the V-twin? 
if no, it comes to the states. It's, it's, it's parallel. parallel. It's parallel. Parallel twin. Parallel twin. That's a big difference. Eh? What do you think, Michael? I, I I think they're going to call it the trans out because number one, everybody who's all getting excited about this is already calling it the trans out, so it would be foolish for them to not call it that. Um, and and I think that there's there's enough cachet in that name where you, even though it's not that well known here, I, I think it's something that would would become very popular very quickly, especially if it's a, a great bike, which I'm assuming it would be from Honda. I will counter that. I think it's going to be the CB750X hmm. Transalpine lowercase. And I'll tell hmm. you why. Honda launched two bikes with a great deal of fanfare a handful of years ago, and that was the Monkey and the Cub. I love how you say that. One has been a roaring success and one has been a wet fish, largely because of how they originally were perceived in America. The monkey is a runaway success because everyone fondly remembers People the monkey. The cub, which is arguably the better bike of the two, hasn't sold well because nobody's touchy-feely about that name in America. Now, in Europe, it's very, very different. So I think it Transalp will appear on it, but I think I can see in Europe it being the Honda XL uh, uh, CB750X little, little lettering, Transalp big lettering. And here in America, CB750X big lettering, Transalp little lettering. And I will counter that, and I'll tell you why. <clears throat> I think it will be called the Transalp because here in the States, the CB500X is a street bike with street mag wheels and uh, does not have a 21-inch front wheel, right? Right. This new bike has a 21-inch front wheel and spoked. It is truly meant to be an adventure bike, the CB500X is a street bike that you can get a rally kit for. Can you get that in the States? The rally kit? Yeah. In this, yeah. You can get the rally kit for it, yeah. But it's an aftermarket. Right, right, People, right. So the CB500X street bike. That's why I think it's the Transalp, because the Transalp is a proven name in adventure bikes. Anyone else want to take a shot at what well, they think? Well, I think they're going to want to differentiate it. You know, if you look at the 2023 Africa Twin, um, it's an 1100, so they went mm -hmm. bigger CC bike, so it's a bigger bike. Um, and But it also has a low seat height, I think, compared to the, the, the earlier ones. Um, but I, 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 I tend to go with they're going to want to differentiate, um, and I think they've done that with that name. I mean, because what are you going to call an Africa Twin Mini? You well, know, like the v you're going to call it like a Wiestrum. It's going to be V-Strom, like, Tenere. They're using those on different sizes, right? Yeah, yeah, but but I don't. I'm I'm going with Transalp. I just think it markets okay. well. It has but a hang to it. on, it differentiates oh. it from the twin. You just hang on. Why are you pointing at me? He's the one talking at you. No, the you just said it. Yeah. What's the What's the big Yamaha called? Tenere. No. T seven. No. The big Yamaha. Super oh, the big one. The it's super the Super T. Su yeah. It's the Super Tenere. Yeah. It's the Super Tenere. If we had a Super African, then we could call it the African. Because <laughs> from, Does that make sense? from day one, the smaller Yamaha was always the 10. Mm -hmm. It started off as a 600cc single. Mm 
and then became a 660 and so on and so forth. Those are just nicknames. But the, no, it was the Tenere. Well, look at the BMW the GS. They come in how many it's different configurations? I'm just gibberish. saying. But yeah. it's not like it's not like they're pinching the Tenere name, you know, for the yeah. big one. It is the well. Super Tenere. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Africa Twin is a standalone model. It's always been a flagship model. You don't have to call it Super. We know it. Josh, super. you want to weigh in on this? Well, I was going to say, even though we didn't get the uh, Transalp here for very long and it wasn't known at the time well by yeah. American buyers, anyone in the adventure space today knows of it and they know that lineage. And it's common for American buyers to lust after the bikes that we don't get. So yep. keeping the Transalp name means that we're finally getting that forbidden fruit that they haven't Ooh, brought Oh, yeah, that's here. an interesting the take. Yep. Yeah. index. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. I'm I like it. I mean, that's spicy. what I meant to say. Look at the, look at, look at the Tenere 7. Yes. How long did we not get it here? Right. And the American buyers were lusting after it. They finally brought it here, and they can't keep them in the showroom. That's right. All right. So I missed out. What name is it going to be called? It's going to be the trans out. Okay. The film of Christmas. You lose, Emma. We win. I didn't say it wasn't going to be called the Transalp. I was going to say the emphasis was going to be I, on the subject. Transalp was in your name. on the syllable. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't think any of that's going to matter when the Chinese invasion hits. Oh, please. Well, I mean, John, you were looking at bikes on Amazon. For like buck three eighty, <laughs> <laughs> like ridiculous prices. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, do you think uh, Benelli will will get a player in in this uh, mid size range? They already got one. TRK seven fifty. There we go. And how much does the TRK seven fifty cost? Yeah, seven ish, right? Yeah, somewhere around that. I'm just saying, I just don't it's think getting the, interesting. But the Chinese models, until I'm sure mm-hmm. that I can get someone to work on it and I can get parts reliably, well, and they've been out I'm going to buy it. We've and been it, having this conversation for years. Yeah. Right. And, and they're still not there. And it, as somebody in the industry, whenever somebody says, oh, I've got um, a Chinese bike I want you to work on, I'm like, well, hang on, let's get down to brass tacks here. Number one, what do you want me to do to it? Scheduled maintenance or diagnostic? Well, scheduled maintenance. Do you have an oil filter? Yes. Do you have an air filter? Yes. Okay, come on down. Do you have an oil filter? No. Do you have an air filter? No. Get those parts for me, then bring it down to my shop. And it's it's really that, because, as I say to them, I said, look, you're going to get them from <coughs> the same source as I am. In fact, you can probably get them quicker than me. Um, and rather than have your bike sitting down here for a month while we're waiting for parts, you can just ride it. I mean, you, you kind of look at Royal Enfield and how hard it's been for them to gain traction. And they're starting to do it, but they got now they're building out the, de- the dealer network. And Well, you know. and so, what do people always do to sell bikes? They race them, whether they're street or see, dirt. and that's why Royal so Enfield's doing s- flat track. Yeah, and when are you going to see Chinese bikes racing? Right. Um, what's that program, um, Liza, with the girls? And Ready the, to yeah. race. Ready to race, yeah. Build train race. Or yes. build train race. Yeah. Build train race. Yeah, that, see, that is great. Yeah. Well, and Such a great move. And those bikes are competitive. I was at the in Daytona, and they were they were up there. I'm All right. So we don't know what this new, um, I'll call in it, trans out price. What do you think price will be for this well, size? It, I mean, <clears throat> how, much, how much is a 10.7? So I'm looking at a 10.7 yeah. cost 10300 Ooh, I thought they would try to come in under 10. 
Uh, I, I thought that I thought and, the, and the they 10, are was under hard 10, so. unobtainium right now. So many people want them. I'm going to say 11 grand and up for that oh, for the 750. I think 750. Yeah. It's a lot of dough. So if so. we if we look at the Africa Twin versus the Super Ten, Super Ten's a lot more money than an mm-hmm. Africa Twin. A Super Ten is a very highly optioned Africa Twin. I think it's going to be the other way round. With the smaller one, I think the Honda's going to be more expensive. So, and I think the Honda's going to come in about 11. All right. Because now so, you're pushing KTM prices. Not quite a couple of grand cheaper, probably. Yeah. Well, now, no, because she said that KTM she was doing was looking at one like 16, 17 grand. Yeah, but that is all the beans. <laughs> it's yeah. all. Uh, so now, um, I, I haven't found a confirmed price, but a rumored price for the Benelli TRK 750. Seven. 775. So, so eight. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, out the door, it'll so be like, like eight hmm. and a half. So three grand more for, well, a, for a Honda saying, makes sense. You're looking at the Honda, the the Tenere 700, and this Benelli for a few grand less. Well, I'm buying the Honda. Yeah, crash the Benelli a couple of times. Yeah, maybe, I'm buying the Honda. Maybe. So I see him in the wild. You know, maybe yeah. I'm. I'm just saying. So here's my question: If it's the little brother slash sister of the Africa Twin, is it still cheating? Yes. <laughs> you can't bang somebody's little sister and say it's not cheating. Well, you know. <laughs> I thought Dr. Emma already prescribed something to you. Yeah, no, she's not going to take my advice. More therapy, it sounds I like. So I don't yeah, know. I think I prescribe more therapy. She needs one-on-one therapy. $700 a session. That's cheap. Yeah, I think it's a bargain. So I wanted to get Is this in. on bike therapy? You got to leave, Jim? I'm going to bounce. Yeah, All right, yeah, see ya. yeah, yeah. Turn into a pumpkin. Cheers, Jim. Great day. You guys having you guys here? Pleasure, Pleasure meeting you. I look forward to your racing career. I want to hear all uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, cheers, everybody. Goodbye. Nice meeting you, too. We'll see, see you. See you later. I actually wanted to get into uh, Josh and Tori and a bit why they're here and what they do. Well, they're here because they're cool. They're here. Well, actually, we need to do a couple of little shout outs today, don't we, Emma? We had quite a few visitors at the shop Yes, today. we did. First one was my friend Jason who came to drop off some nice gear, right? On his Africa twin. Yes, exactly. Take it along. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Fushi came by today. We also had Chris from Ohio. Yes, Chris was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so like, let yeah, me, I met you at Vintage Days. So let me tell you how I met Chris at Adventure mm-hmm. Days. So there's this steady stream of never-ending traffic, <laughs> the motorbike traffic that goes from the campgrounds up mm-hmm. to the racetrack, and it's it's like a river. Yeah. And so I'm riding. I th- can't remember what I was riding. I think I was on the big wheel. Yeah. The Yamaha probably. big wheel. Um, and so I'm riding up there, and I hear from the crowd, Emma! And Chris comes steaming towards me with this giant bottle of gin, and he <laughs> thrusts it into my hand, and he says, oh, you're the greatest Emma, which ingratiated him to me immediately. Um, is, and then, is that what causes you to pass out under the bus? It was part of it. So <laughs> the gym or the, or gym or the compliments? But bit of both, darling. <laughs> so um, I invited him to the campground that night, yeah. and we quaffed and quaffed again and got terribly drunk. Yeah, and last uh, summer, or this this summer, yeah, he was he came by again. So he's a fixture there. So he showed up. He's a... Uh, 
Came out here to California and rented a Harley and has done a... a he few, had a cool trip. Like a thousand mm-hmm. miles riding around. Yeah, it was awesome. California all over. Desert and Yosemite and yeah. So that was a great surprise. And then we also had uh, Jason and Heather came by today <clears throat> on their bikes to come check it out. They're also local that uh, heard about us. And then, of course, uh, Josh and Tori showed up. Yeah. Yep. So you guys are from, as we said, Northerer, California. Northerer. It's actually more Easterer. Yeah. Easterer. 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 <laughs> well, everything is east from here. The ocean's right here. So, yeah, th- I will hey, admit, though, there's a couple blocks west you can still go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I will admit, though, that there is a whole lot of California east of here we don't know much about. Oh, I do. I live there. You you live you I live in the Central Valley. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a wonderful place with wonderful people. So it's just too hot. It's so hot. you guys are on a special trip right now. Yeah. What what are you celebrating? Our 15 year anniversary. Yay! Wow. My anniversary I'm, yesterday I'm curious, too. By the way, um, shout out my anniversary. Uh, has there been any marriage counseling? No. None. Oh really? See, God bless it you. Doesn't guys. work, Emma. <laughs> um, That's the reason I'm still married. <laughs> So uh, you guys have been doing a whole tour, going around. You said you went to Yosemite. No, no, we went. No, that was Chris. You went to San Francisco. We went to uh, San Francisco. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, so, Tori's portion of the trip, we went to uh, the Legion of Honor for a, a fashion place. exhibit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And spent spent a good part of the day yesterday there, and we caught a Sharks game last night, which was fantastic. <laughs> was that her portion or your portion? It's both, both of ours. <laughs> Live she, hockey is so much fun. I will admit, so I go fun. for the I don't food. know anything about the game, but it's so much fun. I go for the food. either. She's just as likely to, you know, jump up and, you know, kick his ass as, you know, the next person that's, you know, five beers in. Yeah. So, so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then today we got up, went to the aquarium in Monterey. And that, that is was cool. fantastic. And then my portion of the trip is we came here today. Yay. The perfect weekend. Yeah. A little Very bit for weekend. everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. He said, I want to stop by this shop it's this podcast i've been listening to for years and i'd like to stop by and donate some things and i said oh okay <laughs> and so we walked up and i'm thinking oh no what's gonna happen here and then i met all of you and you're wonderful and i'm gonna take emma home okay ah. Ah. <laughs> who's, who, who's gonna feed my cat <laughs> you're not the first one who wants to take emma home I, I was gonna say emma she would take your cats too Yes. So, so you get to hang out and kind of see. You, I think you saw how the podcast kind of happens. Yeah. Because we just, just sit around talking about stuff all the right. well, time. Well, one of the things we're proudest of with the podcast and sitting here and actually seeing it come together, it's always been very, very spontaneous. We never work to a script because we never want to be restricted to that. I mean, even my history holds, I have the basic notes but i just flesh it out and that's what we do with the podcast we have a very very vague idea um liza comes up with content and we say okay well how much time is this content Mm going to take it's going to take about 40 minutes so we'll devote that to that and then that to that and that is the only preparation that we actually go into the podcast with now, behind the scenes, Liza is doing an amazing amount of work. Well, but the reality is there are these conversations happening, like what we have here, right? just out there 
in the garage amongst people. There's that there, you saw there were many conversations of yeah. Yuri and Douglas and Charlie and Mike and Knock were here. Like there's and it's, people it's, everywhere. It's a very fluid environment. I think that's what people enjoy the most about the podcast. Yeah. Well, that's what I hope they do. And and well, it's like if you could be a fly on the wall in the garage and listen to the conversations. That's how we started this. It feels very organic being here, how yeah. it happens. It is yeah, yeah. It is just like a conversation with people that you've known for 20 years talking about <laughs> motorcycling. Um, yeah. So that's it's been fantastic. And I was a little nervous walking up since I'd never been here, never met anyone. But I, I knew just from listening to you know the podcast weekly that you know we'd show up and be like, hey, and everyone else would be like, hey, come on over. So it was, and it was exactly that. We started walking up and Liza, you looked at us and you're like, how's it going? <laughs> get her and, get them a chair yeah <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> instantly felt at ease so thank you well you didn't look like the cops or the ha so if only you knew <laughs> <laughs> so and josh you do bike things for a living um so yes uh not only do i commute uh year-round rain or shine on a bike um because it's kind of my passion but um, I actually am also a CMSP instructor, so I've been teaching for about six and a half years. Is that and your full-time gig? Right. No, uh, it's weekend gig. Okay. Um, some months are crazier than others, so I've been tapering it off because I would like to do more bike things outside of work. So I'd like to go on more adventure rides and more touring and um, hoping to get a racing license and start racing in one of the local series or two of the local series. And so it's hard to do when you're working seven days a week you might be racing against charlie uh if depends on what class yeah he's in the 400 i'm gonna be on a 300 so don't they run the three and 400 ninjas together no not anymore because the 400s have blown them away yeah they just have well you'll race against micah if she races yeah that'd be fun there you go I, I have the handicap there still because Mike you know, is gonna kick your ass. It's not a handicap. It's, a, it's more loving for it to go around. <laughs> oh yes, it is. And then, uh, oh, we haven't even established. Oh, Emma, do we know what kind of bikes he has at home? I think you said you have multiples. Don't say I what do. they are. You asked about the bike I'm going to be racing. Well, I know what I know what you're yeah, racing we know that, on, yeah. but we don't know what bikes he rides. You we want need, to, you we, want to let's, we, let's each take a guess. So Bagel, just to get you up to speed, we know that he races the uh, is it not a ninja R three R three Yamaha R three yeah the R three that's right the Yamaha R three, but we have no idea. We have not been given any clues other than he is a instructor. What he rides and Bagel, he doesn't. Appear. Wait, what's on his T-shirt? You're never gonna oh, guess. Okay, uh, it's a dude, right? It's a. I can't tell what it, it is. Looks like <laughs> it, it's a rocket. It's a, a someone riding a rocket with yes. handlebars. Okay, Bagel. He is not wearing flip flops, so I think we can rule out scooters. Okay. And yeah. he's not wearing leather boots, so I think we can rule out Harleys. Yeah, <laughs> there's no black on him at all. <clears throat> um, and he mm. is not got a lot of tattoos. Not zero that I can see. No ink. And he's not Yet. wearing a do rag, um, so no Harley. Uh, mm. Bagel, do you need any other visual clues? He's MV Augusta. Oh, you're just going that, for it. Okay, MV. Wow. Oh, that is a fantastic close, guess. Close <laughs> guess. Oh, that is, oh, so that was oh. a big hint. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, but hold on. We, but we all true, need to guess, but not true. Hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So, and you you have five. Uh, four. Four moment. bikes. Okay, but is I'm that including the 300? One. Yes. Okay, so, so we there have three are, that we don't know. So about. there are three. Are they all street legal bikes, and are they running? Uh, 
They're all street legal. One is in pieces. Okay, but they're all street legal bikes. Okay, Emma, let's. We're trying to get the closest to what his daily rider might be. So I know a lot of instructors, and most of the instructors that I know, in fact, all of them have this love of large capacity, big, quick bikes. So I'm going to say one mm. of your bikes is a Connie 400. Oh, what? A what? Don't, don't don't confirm or deny. A con- what? A Connie. 400? No, 1400. Oh, I was like 400. Oh, it's nicer. I had 400 too. So concourse, a newer concourse. A Connie 1400. Okay, well, are you, so is that a yes or no? Okay. No. no. Okay. Not all a bad right. bike. Not a bad guess. John, you want to take a guess? Yeah, so she got all excited when you said uh, yeah, yeah, MV yeah, Augusta. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking Italian. Exotic. Yeah, I think oh. so. And you like, going off of what she said, I'm thinking some sort of a Ducati, probably a monster, 1200 monster. Ooh. You were right with Italian, but not with Ducati. Yeah, well, we got Italian. You gave that clue to <clears throat> But I'm also looking at John. He's got about the same inseam as you, maybe. Yep. So I think that rules out the tall Italian bikes. Liza, yeah. you've never had to like really struggle for a tall bike. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you're short, like <laughs> yeah. me and John are. Yep. You know, every bike is tall. So. Exactly. Well, and also there was there was a Ducati. Um, there was a multi-strata out multi-strata front. Multi-strata out front that you didn't run over to go greet. So I've been on multi-stratas before. So I don't think it's a multi-strata. So I'm going to have to go. Can we just give no, him no, a no, hint? No, 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 no. No. This is fun and for us. Bagel, what did you say again? <laughs> uh, I said an MV Augusta. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a Moto Guzzi. Uh, now i got to name one. God dang it. What are they called? Can I give it to you? Uh, is it Bravo? What the is Grizo. Grizo? No. Oh, okay. MVs are too, or sorry, Guzzi's are too uh, finicky. Yeah, okay. Fickle. They need a lot of uh, Okay, so now we're down to Aprilia. <laughs> yeah, there's one you haven't thought of. Bagel has a guess, I think. Go ahead, Bagel. Well, I, w- I was going to guess Aprilia. Um, trying to narrow down a particular model, but um, I, I'm not that familiar. I think he just said them. it's not an Aprilia. Emma? Well, it's not. Okay. It's another do, do we get, we, what, what uh, we, we, Well, I ruled out the Ducati Multistrada, but, and you said Ducati. Yeah. We said Mutaguzzi. We said Aprilia. So it's not a Guzzi. They're never going to get it. They really? No, no, she, no, hold on. She will. No, we're never going to get it. We're never, never, never going to get it. So what, what is the other Italian? There's one we're missing. Kajiva. Kajiva. No, 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 no. That's a little too old. No, that's too tall. That's going so. way back there. My yes. my current commute bike is okay. a 2022. Yeah, 2022. Just tell them what color it is. No. That'll that'll oh, help them out. What color? What shade of yellow it's, it's red. is? It's, it's not yellow. Red. Oh. It's not red. White. So it is. Are you gonna just gonna tell them? Yeah, no. Yeah, put us out of our misery. I ride an Energica. What? Oh. oh. And earlier, I had to stop myself from telling Emma that everything European is high maintenance because. My Energic has super low maintenance. Oh, which, nice. which model do you have? We we have I, no well, no idea. He was a wackadoo. Yeah, is it <laughs> well, oh, I well, think we're being a, kicked out now. <laughs> yeah, you are. It is a it's a Eva Rebelle. Yeah, Rebelle. Okay. And uh, I loved the uh, the shocking blue on the SS9. Ah. So I have the only 
uh, Eva Rebelle with Shocking Blue. Mm. Is, is that the same model that nice. Morgan rides? Uh, I no, don't know I which think, one he is. No, he's got the, um, oh gosh, which is it? It's quite an older model now. Mm. It's not the well, Ego. They have yeah. three models. They've had three models until this year. They have the Ego, the Eva, and the SS9. I think it's the Eva that Morgan's yeah. got. Yeah, so I have, what, I have an Eva. what are the other bikes in your garage? So I have a, my last commute bike, which I'm trying to sell, is a Kawasaki Z1, Z1000. Oh, okay. That's a good um, bike. Yeah, nice bike. My R3 was my commute bike until yeah. I, I went down at Laguna Seca last year. Oh. And uh, mm. it was, I needed something by the end of the week to get yeah. back and forth to work. And I found a high mileage Z1000. Okay. Dirt cheap on Craigslist and bought it within 24 hours of crashing. Um, mm. And it's a fantastic bike. Um, it's still running? It still runs great. Yeah, that's great. Um, it has got 136,000 wow. miles on it. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's like knock territory. Properly <laughs> maintained, those Z1000 engines, they will go on. I mean, the keys with anything is keep them they're, fed with oil. They're low stress yeah. engines because yeah. it's detuned from, you know, their, their Ninja race bike from the era. And they've put in a softer cam so you don't rev it out to redline all the time. So right. you cruise down the freeway at low RPMs when it's got lots of torque, but. Um, I just love the electric. Oh, I have a question for you, and she hasn't been prepared for it, so hopefully you can just handle it and explain later. What's your up-the-butt bike? <laughs> she actually knows. It's, okay. it's, um, it is actually my, my Energica. Oh. oh nice. wow. Yeah. Um, I've been... You're I've been, saying it wrong. You know, it's Energica. Energica. <laughs> um, I've been following the electric bikes for over a decade. Oh, okay. And I watched them race years ago. They did like a, uh, a the one at Laguna Seca. Yes, where you didn't know who won because at some point they all had broken down. Yes, and the lightnings <laughs> yes. were just just the funnest to watch go by. Was this the like noise they 12, made? Twelve, ten years ago. Something. I want to say 12, it was. It was like two thousand. It was like twelve years. Two thousand eight. It was a long, yeah, it, yeah, it was about, long, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one Kenyan was at, and, and they, it was crazy. They had you know multiple bi- models and bikes, and none of them were competitive with each other. No, and, but they had like compute, like batteries overheating and computers glitching out, and all the bikes had to stop and then restart, and you had no idea who was leading. And all the mechanics were wearing white lab coats <laughs> and had extremely large foreheads. Yes. So, and I, I think there was Brambos back then. And, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, they're not there yet. I mm-hmm. won't be able to commute to work on one for several years. So I've been watching them for years. And, yeah. How far is um, your commute? I do 30 miles each way each day. Okay. Well, so I can, I can do round trip on a single charge. Uh, and where I work, they have a free charger. Hey. Nice. So what I was spending in gas on the Kawasaki is paying my bike payment right now. Oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. Absolutely. Nice. So, yeah, it's like commuting for free almost. Well, and... Tori, are we allowed to say what you do for a living? Yes, you are. Would you like me to say it? Yes. I am a licensed funeral director and licensed embalmer in the state of California, which makes me your local mortician. Yes. Okay. When she said this, I was like, I have so many questions. She should have been here in Halloween. Everybody does. (laughs) So many questions, but they're not, I think they're not the usual questions, are they? Mm, You'd be surprised, but no, they're not. It's been years since we covered this, but do you remember, were you here, Emma? When we talked about biker funerals, no, I think it was I think oh. it was predates you. Do you remember that bagel? Yeah, a long time ago we, talked, we talked about, about that. biker funerals, and there are some people 
who, when they die, they want to be not just buried with their bike, but they also want to be viewed with their bike. You've heard of this? I have, indeed. And I remember, like, there's this one, there's an old dude in a giant glass case mounted on his 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 Harley as it's being lowered in. And I just, I weep for the bike every time because I, (laughs) I mean... Oh, Tori, you can probably tell us. What what can we expect to happen to that bike over the next year? Well, it's going to get very wet. Yeah. And oh, very yeah. muddy and yeah. very stinky. Even though it's in a sealed case? Even though it's in a steel, sealed case. So things case. are going to liquefy and drip down over it. They well, will. We and, can actually go back. This was actually a mm-hmm. thing that I want to say it was in Chicago. Back in 1957, they buried a brand new car. Oh yeah, yeah. In, oh, uh, in a sealed case, yeah. And of course, yeah, the water got in. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we can they, expect the same thing. They're never sealed cases. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Not in for fact, long. where is it? They just uncovered a oh, Salt Lake City, uh, the the Mormon Temple, the LDS Temple there. Right. And there's a giant statue of Morona. Yes, mm-hmm. on top with on top of a giant ball, and that ball, which mm-hmm. is about, I think four or five feet high is a concrete uh, time capsule that they had put stuff in and sealed. But turns out the concrete is not as waterproof as people think. Very porous. And yes, exactly. And that basically all the books and stuff they put in there were just sponges. Um, So I I don't know that has anyone really has come up in the perfect waterproof case, but even if in this case, if they did um, other than, organic things dripping down on the bike nothing there's nothing acidic there's nothing it's just oh it's going to cause rust in well, there, right? well corrosion do do remember that the human body has a lot of water in it yeah so embalming does not remove all of that water necessarily oh. and embalming does not guarantee that you're killing 100 percent of the bacteria in your body oh and embalming fluid is that going to be destructive to the bike as well it could potentially, as the liquids in the body attach to the fluid and then leak. And I apologize to anyone if this is very disturbing. <laughs> no, no, no. We want all the details. But we're going yeah, on with really this. Yeah, we want to know. But if, if the fluids in the body attach to the chemicals that are already in the body, they're mm-hmm. going to leak out and they're going to take the embalming fluid with them. So that bike, that bike, you're killing the bike. You're killing the bike. Yep. 100%. You're basically turning it into an underground terrarium. But, yes. Um, oh. Yes. <laughs> um, Ooh. I, I, yeah. I have a request, Tori, that when I shuffle off my mortal <coughs> coil, I want to be turned into a lampstand. So you could actually have the bulb coming out of the top of my head and put the shade on. Is there anywhere that it is legal to do that? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't see any problem with it at all. In fact, I will leave it in my will. Yeah, so I've got room for you right it, there in the corner. If anybody wants an so, Emma, no. Emma lamp stand so, <laughs> in the next 20 years can, can or you, so. Can you like tape some Emma's little idioms and then we can like but, press the tape? Well, no. Well, oh. What I could do is make recordings. There you and go. I could be, have like this pull cord coming out of my belly. <laughs> well, that's and exactly what right. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> give it the bead, darling. Wait, can't we just put a awesome. clapper in you? Well, I was going to ask where the pull cord was actually going to come out of. Oh, that's a very well. You know, there could be a choice uh, <laughs> yeah, depending a, on which. There's a few candidates there, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so here's the question I had, and I know that there have been funerals and viewings where somebody is 
uh, not in a casket. They're on a motorcycle for a viewing. You heard of one in Puerto Rico, was it? Correct. There was like a younger guy who was in his 20s, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, he wanted to be posed on his bike. I'm, I was curious, how does one go about doing this? Is there like, is there like metal things thrust into like an internal, th- like, I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to know how do you, how would you go about doing that if Emma had put in her wishes that her viewing would be mounted on Rufus on Rufus how would you go about uh, uh, preparing so Ru- the body Ru- Rufus is a sport bike so he's you know it's kind of a pro yeah, grab riding the, grab the like yellow bike behind you that'll do the yellow and black one yeah pretend that yeah she wants to be mounted on that okay yeah so okay. that's close to rufus okay so so this is this is what i'm holding here is a Su- suzuki uh, gsxr mm-hmm. so but it's a similar vintage similar. to rufus it's a, okay. sick, it's a sick jigsaw yeah so riding position is similar yeah so Definitely. what would you do to prepare the body so what i would do is i would actually build a frame probably out of pvc pipe so that it, oh, it's hmm. not porous and mm-hmm. we would during the embalming, we would actually form the body to the bend in the way that we would need Emma to bend to get her on top of Rufus. Yeah. Oh, so like you'd have to bend the knees? Correct. Oh, correct. Because rigor mortis wouldn't let you because it'd be all like crunchy. No, but then no, the rigor mortis ends. Yes. Yeah, so, so during the embalming process, if rigor mortis is still present, we actually massage the body to get that out of you. Oh, a final oh, massage. You get a final wow. massage and we'll even bathe you. And do wow. I get a happy ending? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the lamp cord comes in. <laughs> then we would put you onto the body or onto the the motorcycle fully dressed with that maybe that pipe frame on there to keep things nice and rigid. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So the so question is, though, would you have a helmet on? Well, yeah. Of oh. course, you'd have to. Well, it wouldn't be close. Hold on. So, How do, do you, so the pipe frame is within the clothes? I would say it's within the clothes. Okay. Are, are we wearing gear or clothing? Gear. Gear. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want it to be naked just with like boots and a helmet. So <laughs> You have to put the pipe in a different place. Huh? I think you'd have to kind of slit open my limbs and kind of insert I, I don't think pi- we would do that. Wow. I mean, oh. you know, like this wasn't a weird topic. You just took it really weird. Um, okay. So how would you like, so the hand around the, th- the grips, would you have to shape in that and you said that after embalming it will somewhat hold that shape that's correct so as we're embalming we would actually probably get a nice pvc pipe or i think you guys probably have plenty of handlebars around here i could borrow oh yeah that's much like jocelyn snow when she had her broken finger set she took in a grip or mike when he had a cast put on last week he was talking about this and he had a ride so he had his cast shaped to the grip exactly so we would we would probably put those around as kind of a temporary okay. holding until the embalming fluid had its time to set up the <coughs> tissues and then when it would be time to put emma on to rufus we would simply take that out and put her onto rufus and put now, the handlebars how do you support the head to keep it from drooping down because can you imagine if emma was on display and her head just started to nod It'd be like she was taking a down. nap here it's <laughs> it's like, it oh happens no. here all the time oh no well, no, isn't that, isn't that what they say at the best funerals? Only, only sleeping. Oh. Only sleeping. Oh, my God, Girl, she's dead and she's still falling asleep on us. Um, so how, how would you, after a long squat. Oh, my God. How would you support the head? That's a good question. I think we'd have to, to see what shape that her head is in. <gasps> if we can, If we could maybe have it 
Well, it's in a helmet, remember? So you could probably... Oh, and see, now we're adding more weight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd but you're also to... adding something to tie to, though. True, that's true. We'd have to have the make and model of the helmet before we could actually make a complete calculation, but we could certainly tie something to the helmet and then maybe find an anchor point down the back or even maybe further down the well, body the other somewhere thing to is, that lamp cord. The other thing there is, you go. she's a horrible slouch, so I would love for you to correct her posture There is nothing well. wrong with my <laughs> posture, darling. So Can I'm I'm going to say, what about a metal brace shaped along her back with some straps around her torso that goes up to the head, and then you could just drill like some corset. holes into the skull and screw it in, right? Well, we wouldn't drill into the skull, but maybe oh, we could put that. like a collar around her. her could her you neck. could you have her hand up in the in the reverse V like for victory? Oh, certainly, we could do that. And then yeah. you could have a little string that so you can move my hand up and down. So no, but honestly, so you you would that be defacing? the the body to put screws in to support it correct or to put in an internal support system that would be defacing yeah so technically as a licensed professional i am held by the uh, cemetery and funeral code Mm -hmm. and so i'm not allowed to mutilate a body in in most purposes so i can embalm a person i can cut into them to get embalming fluid into them and to make sure that they're viewable but in order to set them up like that that does actually skate the line of am i mutilating somebody's body for fun entertainment or am i being directed to by the family i'd rather do it in a way that we're not cutting into the body more holes equals more leakage so oh okay so here's a question Uh, i just want to know if i could put this in my request i would like when i die for the viewing in the casket i would like my hand to be in the uh middle finger up and I would like fishing line attached to the top of the casket. So when the casket is, is door is open, my hand comes up. Is that is that okay? So fun fact, I actually have embalmed people oh. with their with their hands formed down to have the middle finger showing so that as they're laying in the casket, they're flipping the bird to anybody that walks by. And that has actually been a request I've done twice. But turning them into a puppet? We can do that. Yes. We can do oh that. My oh my gosh! And that's I love not, that. He's a the problem. He's is, a, is how many times are we going to open your casket? Yeah, just, I know, dude. It's the ultimate inside it's, joke. It's a party <laughs> trick. Everyone's going to want to. No, no, no. Just go up and open the casket and say your say your goodbyes. It's, it's cool. okay. Don't worry about it. Ah! Yes. Can we can we have a camera that takes a picture yeah. each time the casket opens? Oh, no, God. I don't know if we want to see it every time it opens. So actually, I camera have inside the casket. a semi serious question. In the absence of any request from the deceased or the deceased family, do you do any research about what this family were like? If we use Liza as an example, let's say Liza came in to you, there was no request from her, no request from her family, and you were just presented with this body. So it's your job to embalm them and make them look presentable. So you'd be presented with a woman in her 50s, so naturally you'd put her in a nice dress and you'd make her up and do her hair nice because she wouldn't know. That's true. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, but what we will do is we get the call that somebody has died. So we come and we we peel Liza from underneath the Africa twin and Mm -hmm. we, we take her back to the mortuary. We would then call her family and say, what do you want us to do? Embalming is not required by law in the state of california no you need to call them misfits let's just make so, that clear uh, oh that. okay very good very and so good. we would get the choice of how Liza looks indeed you would this whole conversation is moot because i want to become a root ball a root ball 
A root ball. Like in six feet under. You could be RuPaul. No, a root ball. <laughs> like in six feet Absolutely under. Absolutely doable. Absolutely yeah. No, doable. they do that now. Do you know about that? Yes, they do. They give you a mushroom yeah. suit too if you want it. <laughs> that one is too <laughs> weird. Uh, okay. They can um, liquefy you if you want. Yes, I know. They're okay. and composting. There's so many. Oh things. wow. So, but you have never shaped somebody onto a motorcycle. I have not. I have not. Well, not Do you yet. want to? If somebody wanted to, could they contact you? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So send us an email at motorcyclesandmisfits at gmail.com if you would like to make plans for your This might be a forever whole new after. business for you. The only thing is, please don't send a bike to its death. That's the only thing. I Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So you could set them up on the viewing and then sell the bike on eBay. I Yes. I yeah. would have no issue whatsoever about sending Rufus to his death when I'm gone because nobody else would appreciate him nobody else would love him like I do nobody else <coughs> would ride him like I do he's mine and he I, well. he's going to reach the end of his life when I reach the end of my life the thought of anybody riding or owning Rufus after what. I've gone <clears throat> is too horrible for me to compromise. I have a perfect compromise. And knowing you, the relationship that Emma? I have with that bike, John, yeah. would you agree? It wouldn't be right anybody no, being I can't return anybody else on that Emma, bike. Emma, I have the perfect compromise for Which you. Which is what? Which is, if what if I promise to you no one will ever ride that bike again? Because we will turn you on the bike into a lamp. Win-win for everyone. And I'll put you <laughs> over it. here in the studio. Ooh, that'll be all right. It. There we go. Perfect. Win-win. Well, there you go. There you well, go. I wanted, yeah, I like that. I want to thank you guys for joining us and, <laughs> and hanging out. Um, so you at home, you listen to this show. Do you always do you make it to the end of the show? Every time. Wow. No. Does it seem to go a lot faster when you're here in person? Because uh, we're at two hours now. Can oh, you goodness. believe that? I listen to you at work, so it, it always goes by fast. Wow. And who's your favorite misfit? I can't pick a favorite. Oh, oh sure. Come you on. Can. Yes, no. sure. Smart guy. Sure. You can. And that's so why if you're going to eliminate years. one misfit, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> no. oh. Who's getting, not getting in the lifeboat? <laughs> All right. All right. Fuck Mary Kill for the three of us here. But before we say goodbye, I did want to say a little yeah. thing about Tori, oh, who yeah. does not ride. No. But, but is the perfect supportive. No, she's a pit bitch. Spouse. That, yes. that was what sure she calls I... herself for the yeah, rest but of No, that. she's yes. a pit bitch. I am a pit bitch. But nevertheless, you are very, very supportive of the sport, aren't you? I, I am. am. Well, and and the fact that you agreed to come to a garage uh, to join us, knowing nothing about us. On your anniversary, oh, I, I think thank you for that. That as well. speaks volumes about I your am, relationship. I and dressing the up just for us. Person ever when I found her and married Aww. her. How cute! Aww. Aww. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, <laughs> just a reminder again: go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com and register for our 500th event. Which Josh, you said sadly you can't make because it's not a big enough priority for you. I'm scheduled to teach that weekend. Yeah. I've got 12 oh. students. But Tori's available, right? You can get new writers. <laughs> oh, we'd rather I, have Tori I'm not here feeling anyway. so well today. You probably He's would. warping young <laughs> minds. I know, I know. But Bagel will be down here, won't you, Bagel? Yep, yep. Come on down, Bagel. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a whole All bunch right. of misfits. And also get your tickets to Rev Sisters Moto Film Festival. Go to revsisters.com. Um, John, 
uh, just again, we're going to say the, the trip in November. You're yeah, we're not going to do the Mitzvahs rally in November. We're going to yeah. try to reschedule it for the spring, just to sort of get away from the fifth five hundredth episode. Yeah, so we can yeah make yeah. make it special. I yeah. know Jay was looking forward to that. I'm like, oh, sorry, Jay, it's not yeah. happening. All right, cool. And um, any last announcements, Emma? Are you good? I think I'm good for now. Um, just a reminder: if you want to come to our five hundred extravaganza it's extravaganza it is it's a cornucopia yes. of fabulousness please let us know it's the easiest thing in the world we need them numbers exactly and we're going to make it super fun and special and groovy yeah and you have one more yeah so i'm going to be in florida for the next couple of weeks starting on saturday Ooh. and i have access yeah. to a motorcycle so if anybody wants to go riding in the central florida area uh go ahead and email us at recycle motor define central so i'll be in the deland area which is west of daytona beach north of orlando oh, okay. uh, will you be riding around lake okeechobee that's further south is no. it yeah. yeah but you should will you no. be going to apalachicola mm, probably <gasps> no oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice so, so email see, us will we see newspaper articles florida man I am Florida man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, big thanks, especially to our Patreon subscribers. Who are easily the finest people in the universe. Yes, exactly. And also to Law Taggers for sponsoring. They're great. They are great. So send us your emails. Let us know what you think. Does anyone out there have a Royal Enfield or a... Uh, a TRK or a Chinese or, bike, yeah, yeah, a Benelli Chinese bike. I know that there are people like I swear by my CFC. There's a couple, but I mean, we're wanting to see, and especially with the Royal Enfields. When I said you guys are coming in with price and function, I don't know yet. I haven't seen the numbers yet. How reliable? How how much miles people are going to put on these bikes? Yeah, they told me that there was a, a guy who has a uh, who's like a delivery guy who put a hundred thousand on his Royal Enfield that was only a couple years old. Wow. He's a delivery guy. Um, so we'll see. I was going to say you mentioned her earlier, Norley Itchy Boots. Mm-hmm. How far did she go on? Her, yeah. both of her Royal Enfields, but she did skip to a to a Honda next though. Well, I think it was more about finding parts. Yeah, yeah, it could be. In in countries like in Central and South America. So you can email us at motorcyclesandmisfits at gmail.com. And again, our website is motorcyclesandmisfits.com. Reserve your tickets. Send us your emails. Uh, Tell us what's going on. And don't forget, if there are complaints about tonight's show, email Phil at clevelandmoto.com. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thanks, everyone. So, here's where we're going to get out. You know what to say at the end? I do. He does. All right. Follow along, Tori. You'll, okay. you'll figure this out. So, thanks, everybody. Let's get out of here. This is Liza. Shh, don't be young. Emma, darling. Tori. This is Josh. Bagel. And we're, and we're out, out of here. here. Cool. cool.